1: Pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Sharks supporter. So we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money. But we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of
0: welcome to this week's uh, episode of the doc and the guru podcast gordon how's it going
1: all good. Uh, I'm starting the football world like a colossus in my FA Cup winning jersey. Um, so yeah. Sorry for all the Spurs uh, supporters out there who have to listen to this garbage week after week, but that's uh, been
2: it's been no. a nice save at the end of a dreadful season.
0: Well done, Gordon. Well done to you and your team and all the fans out there. You know, uh, I did watch the game and it was uh, yeah good for you guys that, that you've got some silverware uh, back back in the trophy cabinet.
1: Good. Absolutely, absolutely. Excellent. And you, Doc, I mean, we've been chatting sort of offline and we agree that maybe it would be quite, quite interesting just to break the rhythm a little bit because uh, we were hoping to have uh, Karen Bailey from Synovation with us uh, today, but we're still waiting for Cyril and the bad boys to decide, you know, well, just decide anything, just make a decision um, because syllabus were due to be open uh, next week. Uh, and there was a ho- there's a whole consumer
2: campaign that goes with it. So we're on standby f- for that. So we were just going to chat you and I about what are, what are the, the two or three things you've learned about marketing during lockdown and some media observations on my side. What are the two or three things I've learned in the last couple of weeks uh,
0: about media? So fire away, Doc. What have you learned? Uh, Great. Right, just a couple me, of I think, uh, I think a few things. And I, and I think one of the most salient points to me Uh, is the continued rise of self-marketing. You know, people that are, I guess, through necessity, having to reinvent themselves, reposition themselves, etc. You know, so people are posting more, writing more, in my opinion, uh, talking more about their businesses, trying to get it going, and specifically SMEs and, and entrepreneurs. And I think the good thing, um, is that sometimes, you know, the people just needed a kickstart. I think the other side of the coin, of course, is that as in any marketing, the consumer just needs to be careful. And I'm a little bit skeptical about people who have now suddenly reinvented themselves overnight as an expert in something, uh, when actually they're not really, you know. Just the fact that you've read a pamphlet or one article doesn't make you an expert on that topic. So I think it's just interesting enough. I look at the rise of, of podcasts, and, and obviously we've got ours going, the rise of webinars, uh, all needed because you can't do the physical thing. I understand that. But uh, just a caution to the public saying, try to sort through the real from the people masquerading uh, as, as an expert in the so-called field. So that's one of my first lessons, uh, just the rise of, of self-publicity.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I actually kept something up my sleeve uh, the, other, the other day. Uh, is the chance to become a life coach all i had to do was pay twenty dollars and it struck me as being bizarre that you know i i I would really like to see that i mean i would like you to be my life coach but i would like to think that you put a bit more than twenty dollars into the process um (laughs) that for me was was ludicrous but I, i think you know one thing i've learned before even get to media is um, you know, during lockdown, stupidity has no bounds. <laughs> I was just reading in the Guardian this morning that uh, English Premiership rugby is, is due to return on Friday. Um, and as with the football stadiums, you can imagine it, it's, it's empty stadiums, no fans. Uh, the matches will be played. Now, if you've played rugby and you've had 120 kilograms of steaming lock up your bottom as a front row, the games will be played in silence, Doug. Anybody who's had a scrum no, it is not silent. It, you know, it is not, in fact, impossible to be silent. Okay, but here's the best part: uh, because of that silence, um, on-field chatter will be audible, and therefore the referees will penalise bad language. Now, again, I mean, seriously, you know, part of rugby is hurling abuse at the opposition. In fact, it may be the most important part of the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to give a? A penalty for an F-bomb, um, yellow card for calling the opposition hooker a doos. I mean, it's just rubbish. So, so, to me, you know, I mean, Faf Tupas, wouldn't last five minutes, he'd be red-carded, you know. So, how can you play rugby in silence and penalise bad language? I mean, it is it is beyond bizarre. So, that's my my first learning, um, is, is that stupidity has no bounds. But... In all of that i think from a media perspective the one theme which has come through really 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 clearly again and again and again is that the real metric that you're looking for more and more now is is trust Mm. that you know if i'm generating a thousand grps on a tv campaign you know relative to my client my, my competitors 800 grps i think i've got a competitive advantage but if his 800 GOPs are delivered off trusted platforms and my 1,000 are off garbage, yeah. I have no advantage mm-hmm. whatsoever. And uh, the World Advertising Research Council, Walker, has produced a really interesting document. Um, and one of the things which really kind of struck uh, me as interesting is that globally, uh, consumers are really increasingly uh, aware that. Brands shouldn't advertise on media that doesn't uh, prevent, you know, fake news, um, you know, or, you know so an untrusted environment. I mean, the, the average is something like 72% of uh, of consumers out there. And this is a global study of 34,000 internet users. Hmm. You know, consider, you know, uh, a trust source to be absolutely critical. But the, the thing which is interesting to me is... The top four countries that actually buy into this need for uh, a trusted environment are BRICS countries. Mm. China, India, Brazil, and South Africa. We are the top four countries in the world that consider it vital that, that advertisers should not be on, on untrustworthy platforms. Mm. So it took me a while to find Russia. I think they're, they're way down the list. as either they're concerned about you know, Vlad the Impala kind of watching them on an internet survey Ooh. or they just don't trust anything and they can't even conceive of a trusted platform. But, but it just struck me as interesting. 78% of, of South African consumers are saying it's, it's vital that, that advertisers advertise on a trusted platform. So I think that for me is the number one learning. Yeah. I would rather have off the exposure uh, that I had last year but know
0: that 100% of that exposure is on a trusted platform. Yeah. That's interesting, Gordon. I guess, you know, it goes to, I mean, I suppose that's been around for, for a while, you know, as a, as an advertiser, you, know, you say to yourself, is my message true? Is it believable? And certainly, you know, the last corporate gig I had, we spent a lot of time with our corporate lawyers and we were prohibited from using EST at the end of our campaigns. Best, fastest, biggest Nothing that they just said you, you, because it's so hard to substantiate it. And and you know, if you look at the whole cellular wars, and particularly MTN and Vodacom, it was the biggest network, the fastest network. This, that, and every guy runs his own set of tests. So, absolutely, trust is is so important. Um, and believability, which leads me to my second lesson, Gordon. That I and I really am deeply concerned about how we're going to get tourists back in South Africa. You know, the trust around that, the trust that I can. I can trust an airline, I can trust a guest house, you know, post-COVID as as we come out of this on the other side, whenever that is. You know, you look at um, government trust, I mean, the flip flopping of government, it's intra-provincial travel, inter-provincial, no, it is, sorry, I didn't mean that, let's retract that statement. So again, you know, let's get clarity, because I do, you know, some work with that industry, and ironically, I'm chatting uh, next Monday evening to about 100 American students, uh, MBA students from California. Uh, on tourism and hospitality. So it really is a big issue for me. I'd love to see SA Tourism. I know they've got a, a draft recovery plan that they're busy working on, but uh, you've got to sell trust because you want, you want foreign money back here and you want people to believe that they're not only going to be safe, they're going to have a great experience and, and all the things that South Africa can offer.
2: Absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, you know, just some clarity on, on the way forward would be you know, really handy from Cyril. I mean, I think the 15th of of August is the big the big reveal or no later than the 15th of August. And um it's it's just with all of these restrictions, it's become bizarre. So I'm now trying to multitask. So instead of just going for a walk and then going to the shop, I will walk to the shop and um so off I go, you know, athletically attired with my shopping basket. Um little bit like Red Riding Hood, but you know, without the curves. And lo and behold, the closer I get to the shopping center, the more and more guys that are like me with shopping bags. But the difference is they're all selling cigarettes. Yeah. I was accosted three or four times yesterday by guys offering me cartons of cigarettes. And I'm not talking about behind a tree. This is right in the middle of the road. So people are selling these things. I'm also told, you know, that like like most of us have developed a sort of a, a, a tragic, you might, might say, taste for alcohol-free drinks during lockdown, and it is it is really, really sad, but you can get Heineken Zero in any restaurant now. Mm. Would you like, you know, a Wintook Heineken Zero? Would you like, a, yeah. you know, a, a Castle Heineken Zero? Would you like a Guinness yeah. Heineken Zero? The guys are sitting in restaurants yeah. Drinking beer. They they're just decanting the there are bottles. You can get any kind of wine you want served in a teacup. Yeah. Uh, when you know, when you actually make intelligent, law-abiding citizens into criminals who have to indulge in this kind of thing, then then something has gone wrong. They've lost the plot completely. I bought into it big time after twenty-one days, I really threw myself into, you know, body and spirit, but it's it's just become a joke. And yesterday and maybe you'll be able to have an insight on this. I believe British American Tobacco (BAT) jumped four percent on the JSE yesterday. So maybe, maybe it's a you know an inside trader. Maybe they're just trying to stag it. I don't know. But I mean, it, something's got to give. You can't destroy a whole industry sector like this. And we saw uh, in the case of uh, SAB, uh, you know, pulling back on. Uh, investment in, in plant development, um, you know, wow. in this last week. And the billions
0: just being held up, it's, it's, it's insane. That's the concern, Gordon, and not just the concern for today. You know, we spoke earlier about trust. Trust in the government is just so paramount. Now, if you were, you know, the head of, of SA Breweries or Enhouser or ABN or, uh, NBAT, NB, you're looking at billions of rands worth of investment. Why would you do it? based on the fact that I don't know it's an uncertainty you know we've sat in board meetings you go in there and you say to the chairman well I'm not I'm not really sure I don't know but I think I think it's like quite a cool idea let's do it what do you think's gonna happen you know certainly the times that I've gone in there you just get shot you, you don't even try a stunt like it now why would that person head of infrastructure go in there saying well I don't I think it maybe is not a bad idea I think let's give it a go you know, and that's where I think the trust in business and trust in government is so paramount. It's such an obvious point that, you know, the irony is South Africans want trust in advertising. I think South Africans should want trust in government. And, and as you say, clarity, you know, just tell me, but stick to that story because between Jack and John and Timba and Martha, the story changes.
2: Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, also on the, on the issue of trust, it's not just the, the, the trust in the platform that uh, has become apparent to me, but what consumers are looking for, and again, I, you know, around the world, not just here, is, is an indication that the brand itself is engaging with me where I am and is not trying to take advantage uh, of a circumstance. Um, and, you know, I, 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 an example that came to mind in this past couple of weeks comes from Avbox. Now this this is really highly. I, I, in fact, we've got to get to trying to explain the reasoning on this one. But Airbob have been trying, and I'm quoting here, to generate words of comfort through online poetry. This is an online poetry competition on Twitter um, to what uplift, you know, the people who are victims of COVID nineteen or, or, or death. Generally, an opportunity to be seen. And you could win a prize. So somebody's passed away. I can enter a poetry competition on Twitter and I can win a prize. Seriously? I mean, how, you know, that's it's that kind of trust. card, Seriously? I mean, you know, that is just opportunism of the most inappropriate kind. And, you know, it's, uh, I was just, you know, Bob Hoffman was saying during the course of this week because uh, for some reason, Tom God- Godwin, who's an intriguing, a uh, critic, um, you know, was fired from publicists for some sort of comment. But but uh, Bob Hoffman, who's the ad contrarian, said that you know, if stupid opinions were grants for dismissal, the advertising industry would be you know would have difficulty in fielding a softball team. So you know that, notwithstanding, seriously, I, I'm not sure that writing poetry uh, in this times is an uplifting experience. If I can win a prize So yeah, that it's that kind of thing, which I think irks, you know, customers as I mean, uh, consumers as well.
0: You're listening to the Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media.
2: So one, one of the other things that you're talking about confidence is, you know, looking at at ads and again looking at the global picture <clears throat> that. And benchmarking over the last six months, you know, there's an increasing decline in ad spend. So we are we are particular, you know, victims of uh, of the circumstance in South Africa and around the world. Um, In February, digital uh, advertising and mobile advertising went up relatively speaking year on year, Uh, but all the other platforms declined, and they've continued to decline. But when we get to July, um, even digital uh, advertising and mobile advertising has also declined in real terms. You know, it's, uh, Television has declined in re- real terms. It's like a 50 to 60% decline. It's, it's really horrendous. So, And I'm looking at all figures. So it's a good global picture. So I think the confidence um, has, has now played into the advertising space as well. And unless there's a, an injection of confidence, we're not gonna see a turnaround, mm-hmm. even on digital platforms um who relatively are uh, their share is you know is gaining, but the overall uh, in real terms they're down badly
0: yeah it's interesting uh, i watch a lot of linear or live tv shows, but the little bit that i do do you know you got to feel for the same advertisers because they just play the same ad so they've probably got a great deal from the station because there's just no material so between you know the station doing their own promo after promo after promo the same things as flighting um you know i just can't wait for the thing to get into up so i don't have to watch the stuff and this is a marketer you know this is me as a marketer speaking imagine how irritating that must be for the average consumer when the the slate is so bare uh, as you say, uh, the, the revenues are down. And I mean, last week we spoke to a from Unica, uh, and he said, you know, brands can't spend money they don't have. Um, and you can see it, you know, you see it all around you. Um, and as you say, the, the work is all down. And also, you feel for the ad agency, the knock on effect. You know, I was chatting to an agency the other day, uh, they, the agency for one of the airlines that's grounded. So, what do you think's happened to their staff, the team that worked on that piece of business? What do they do with them? Do they stick them out? At home, do they pay them? Do they pay them half? Do they hope the airline's going to turn around? You know, so those are the kind of. I mean, that ripple goes right across the pond. Dan.
2: oh, definitely, and uh, you know, I mean, I think the gig economy now is is, is the only game in town. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're still on a full salary uh, at work, you're, you know, you're one of the, a handful. Although, there's a couple of points you raised there, which are of interest. So, one of the, the growth opportunities in this slowdown on spin. Has been a uh, kind of a focus on strategy. People are taking the time to to strategize and and look at options there. And in the coming weeks, we will have uh, Wayne Bishop from PhD coming to talk about uh, you know the growth of strategy because even if you don't end up in a spend, it's critical. Uh, we're also looking at uh, uh, visiting the Ornica report, the Social SA 2020 report on social media. We're going to have Montague uh, Tati in as well to talk about the shift in strategy to to multi-platform usage. So we've got some really interesting stuff coming up um, uh, as a response to that. And then the third point uh, is something you raised, but because of my advice, is I have completely no idea what it is, and I can't remember. Oh, yes, here we go. Right. And you talked about streaming media. That's the other thing I've learned. I, I cannot believe how much stuff is streamed. Um, to the extent that I've finally you know, gone out, um, and and got myself a smart TV, and it's just like open up a whole new world for me. And one of our uh, the folks will have it in the next week or two as well. Is Sean Chetier from uh, DSTV, and if you've been following DSTV on the news, you'll see there's a whole range, a raft of change in their subscriptions, et cetera. So he's going to unpack that for us as well, and some of the streaming opportunities there. So it's it's kind of you know we're we're all muddling along, we're all learning, we're waiting for Cyril to you know shed some light on it um i'm going to try this time to get me fellow south africans because that's as far as i last time um but i'm really going to make an effort but please you know i need you to put something in here but you can't just get up there and smile at me anymore i'm afraid it's not acceptable
0: yeah no, I think a lot of people are in feeling that way. And I think, you know, I've mentioned before, certainly I see myself and, and our family as, as moderate South Africans. You know, you, you try to do the right thing. And no doubt I bought in uh, to the president initially and, and what he was doing and what he was trying to do. You know, uh, you spoke about trust and honesty. What else are you going to do? Um, but certainly as time has gone on, and, and I think sometimes, many cases, time is not your friend. When, uh, when things go badly, you know, you get found out, you know, and I'm not just talking about South Africa or the president. I'm talking about anyone in business. You know, I've gone through people that, that whole imposter syndrome. When you're sitting in a situation that, uh, you know, you're not really uh, on top of it, time is not your friend when you can only do that gig for a short period of time you can get away with it and i think now you know as <laughs> we just deserve better we deserve you know to move out of this uh and 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 move clearly forward gordon just in terms of closing uh i'm just looking at the time just to throw forward one of the things we haven't had a chance to chat about is is the whole digital thing and i think that rolls with the tongue these days for many people i'd love to chat to you somebody from zoom in weeks to come about how they completely um, overtook the video conference market. You know, people these days say, well, let's have a Zoom call when it could actually be on MS Teams or Skype for that matter. And the second aspect is uh, take a lot. You know, I think if you look at that whole value chain of careers, integrators, uh, e-commerce, uh, much like you are talking about streaming TV, I think a lot of people have got into online buying and I'd like to chat to, to take a lot. So for me, it would be Zoom and take a lot as my two picks uh, going, going forward in weeks to come.
2: Yeah, be a fascinating case study on, uh, you know, and the Skype had a 10-year start on this, and how, how, how do you come second after you've had a, you know, it's like starting the 1,500 meters at the Olympics, having a three-lap start and then coming, you know, coming second. It's, yeah. it's bizarre. So uh, I, I think it'd be fascinating. And, you know, I think the appeal and also to go out to uh, increasing uh pool of listeners, not even counting uh, my wife, and, you know, just... Give us some ideas, some insights, some people, if you'd like to get involved, you know, check it out on the Facebook. It's probably the easiest way to interface with us. Drop us a message. Uh, and let's see if we can, you know, broaden the, uh, uh, you know, the the inclusion. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's kind of the week it is. So I'm looking forward to picking up next week. We've got some great stuff uh, coming in. Um, good luck to all of those guys who still got a stake in the big European play. and. Uh, Sorry for you, you know, South African rugby fans who thought you were important enough to play against uh, Australia and New Zealand and the uh, upcoming super sport, uh, or the, uh, what's it, super three, four, five, six, seven, make up your own number. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as it looks increasingly like we're going to head north. So maybe it's time to revisit some of our sporting guests as well and try and get some clarity on where you're going with uh, this national asset of our called rugby.
0: Yeah. Great. Excellent. Gordon, that's always interesting. I guess as an African, you're always keen on uh, on finding out about our, our sporting nation. Uh, from my side, um, that's it for this week of The Doc and the Guru. Again, as Gordon said, please get involved in the discussion. We always ask people to be part of the conversation. It's not just about us thinking of ideas. It's about you being part of it. Get a hold of us on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, Twitter, get a hold of us, phone us, contact us, uh, and be part of it. So, Gordon, for my side, I'm going to say goodbye and leave it to you to close out the episode. Thanks, Doc. And I think uh, it would be a miss of us, perhaps, not
2: to just mention um, in the past few days the the, the passing of Bob Mabena. Um, right. And you know, you always wonder about the the post mortem. What a great guy he was. But I, I think there's there's absolutely no doubt anybody knew him. Recognize what a what a just a a genuinely decent uh, guy he was. He he was available to talk uh, to communicate with anybody. I'm, I first met him 30 years ago as a fresh-faced kid, you know, on 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 radio. Bob and and yeah, he's the real deal. So condolences to to his family. He's a sad loss, and I just hope that uh, his legacy of young people um, that he is inspired, you know, continues to uh, to yield fruit. So Bob, uh, sad loss. Yeah. And to all of you out yeah. there then, that's us. Uh, please join us next week and thanks for the time uh, you've invested in us this week. Take
0: care. Ciao. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Matez. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views Uh, and certainly will respond, and hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc,
1: and it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media, and I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word, this is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo, and we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, Uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion
0: thanks for your time the dark and the guru proudly brought to you by infinity media incubating innovative businesses in the media industry